Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you once again. This is going to be a very exciting hour together. Now, before we get started, just to introduce the show, as the name says, our listeners are business creators, and they fall into one of four different categories. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. These are web designers, graphic designers, social media strategists, copywriters, online business managers, virtual assistants. And we have the do-it-yourselfers who love to have your own hands on the marketing levers as you run your businesses. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore our episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and discover how our experts help you win at the game of business and marketing. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show and subscribe to the feed, which is updated weekly. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us serve more business creators like you. Well, I am so excited tonight because this is an interview I have been looking to do for a very, very long time. I kind of had it under wraps for a minute there, but we're just now bringing it up, and I am very, very excited to have with us business growth catalyst Kelly Roach. Kelly has helped hundreds of individuals rapidly grow their businesses and multiply their incomes. She teaches business owners and entrepreneurs proven and profitable strategies to skyrocket their sales, increase their profits, and become a true industry leader. By teaching business leaders how to implement strategy and systems in their business, Kelly takes the guesswork out of creating rapid, sustainable growth without compromising your quality of life. Kelly is a thought leader in the link between exercise, empowerment, exponential business growth. That's a very interesting linkage, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit as we go through this. She's the founder of the Bridge to Freedom Coaching Program, which combines business mastery and personal development to help you achieve the kind of lifestyle and financial freedom you want and deserve. Kelly, welcome aboard. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Excited to be here with you. The pleasure and the honor are all mine, and I'm very excited that you're going to be here with us to tell us why strategy is never enough to boost your bottom line. Uh, we've heard phrases like hope is not a plan, hope is not a strategy, and you're going to tell us why strategy is never enough to boost your bottom line. But before we do that, let's give our listeners who may not have had a chance to research you or get to know you yet a chance to sort of find out about Kelly Roach, the person. So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today. Sure, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. So, you know, of course I have a background that, that probably started off very similarly to many of the people that we have listening, business owners and entrepreneurs alike. Started my career working for a Fortune 500 firm, you know, right out of college, the entry-level sales route. And, uh, you know, really enjoyed that opportunity, and I, I picked the company that I did because I saw, you know, huge upside in the ability to get promoted, increase my income, you know, really grow as a leader and, and manage others and, and develop as a person. And so, you know, I took advantage of that opportunity, was able to uh, run as fast and as hard as I possibly could for my first, <laughs> you know, eight years um, out of school and got promoted seven times and um, was able to become the youngest senior vice president in my company. I work for a, a global Fortune 500 firm. 
And, um, you know, the, the thing that I was doing there was really, um, you know, first and foremost was the sales piece. Then it was teaching others how to sell. Then it was coaching and, and recruiting and developing others and, and eventually leading and growing managers and, and teaching people how to rapidly grow their business and increase their income. And um, a lot of fun, you know, on the outside looking in, you know, definitely, you know, was a, a very successful run, um, but it just got to the point where, you know, and, and I'm sure most of the people listening today can relate to this, you know, 60-hour uh, plus work week, 14-hour days, working on the weekends, traveling all over the country, um, living, breathing, eating, sleeping, work, and um, not really getting the opportunity to use my gifts in, in the greatest way that I thought I could make an impact on the world and help people. And so from that, I really decided, you know what, I have this gift. I can help people grow business so quickly. I can help people double and triple their income. I did it many times over. Uh, you know, I'm going to take this and I'm going to focus on helping, you know, other business owners and entrepreneurs to do that. And, and that's kind of where the idea for my business came from. Great, great, great. Well, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. And a lot of our listeners come to me and they tell me, that they have pretty much everything they need to implement anything that anybody comes on the show, whether it's you or anybody else, shares with them, except for time and money. Now, this is the question we ask every expert who appears on our show, not only because of the variety of answers we get, but also the variety of interpretations of the question. So how does this apply to the concepts you're about to share with us? Hmm, very interesting. Well, I would say that, a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight is probably going to come back down to what business owners and entrepreneurs think they don't have time for and what that that could truly be costing them in their income and their quality of life. So what I would say is the things that we're going to talk about tonight, um, you know, everyone's initial reaction is always that they don't have time, but sometimes it's not about looking for more time or looking for more money to invest in your business. Sometimes it's about evaluating your priorities and determining where you need to actually transition your focus into and, and what things you need to release and let go of in order to move forward. Right, right. That's 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 very true. And I know that especially when we talk about investing in ourselves, like getting entrepreneurial coaching or joining a mastermind or getting the information and the education we need to truly be successful, people look at that as an expense, like, well, where am I going to come up with $300 a month or $500 a month? Or how am I going to afford this course? Or is this really the course for me? But to me, and I'm sure you may agree with this to a certain extent, the riskiest choice you can make is just to sit there and keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I mean, and, and it's not only that. So I 100% agree with you there. And, and what I'll add to that is as an entrepreneur or business owner, when you isolate yourself, it, it's when the ship is going to start to sink because no human being can excel in every area that is important to, to build long-term sustainable success. You have to be surrounded with people that can complement your weaknesses with their strengths. And if you're not willing to invest in getting the best um, support and help and direction and, and coaching to grow your business, then you, you have to assume that you're going to get the results that correlate with that. Right. Absolutely. So tell me, Kelly, what do you see 
is the biggest pitfall that entrepreneurs and small business owners make that prevents them from achieving their profit and income goals? Well, I'm going to start with the really most basic fundamental uh, thing that I see on a daily basis, which is that people overcomplicate what it really takes to grow a business and and, and spend their time on a, a lot of things that they think are the right things to do because they see a lot of other people doing them, maybe in different industries or at different levels of business that they're not at, um, instead of prioritizing the basic fundamentals that are really going to aggressively move them forward. Um, and So I don't know if, the, if I'm clear in that, if I need to explain it a little bit further, but the, the most basic fundamental thing that I can describe is, you know, it, it's the, the person that says they want to grow a business um, but yet is afraid or not willing to, to pick up the phone and, and talk to customers or prospective clients that spends hours upon hours um, setting up new tools for their business and, you know, getting new technology to support what they're going to do but that basic fundamental isn't in place. Does that make sense? Oh, that is one of my peeves right there. And I've said this comment before, and sometimes it irritates people, but I can't help that, where um, I will go into discussion groups all the time, and I'll see people having endless conversations, and it will be the same people asking over and over again, well, what's the best system I should use? Now, if they already have the customers and they're already doing the business and they're at the point where they have the need for this, that's great. Uh, if you have the customers and you need a customer relationship management system, that's awesome. If you have leads coming to the web page and you need a good system to capture those leads and follow up with those leads, you're in the right place. But if you haven't reached out to a prospect or a customer, then what to me you're doing is you're just lengthening the distance between yourself and the cash. Uh, people get irritated when I say that, but it's one of those things that to me just needs to be said. It, it needs to be said, and it's so important for people to understand that in this business environment, you can't fake it. There is no faking the basic fundamentals of what it takes to build a real business. If you want consistent income and clients, if you don't want to have peaks and valleys in your income, if you want to, you know, be able to pull the lever and know that, you know, by the end of, you know, the next 30 days, X, Y, Z is going to happen in my business, you have to be willing to hustle. You have to be willing to roll up your sleeves. And, and for anyone that thinks that they're, they're going to get through um, running a, a business these days and isn't going to participate in the sales and marketing and, and, you know, really focus on what it takes to attract and retain customers, um, it's going to be a very short-lived proposition. Right, right. Now, you say that simple is the new black. What do you mean by this? Well, I have been going off on this soapbox for about six months now, Adam. I'll tell you what, and I just I can't get it out of my call because it's one of those things where I find myself, and I'm talking about, you know, I work with entrepreneurs from people that are literally in still the, the ideal creation stage all the way through people that have been in business for 15 to 20 years that are, you know, running a multi-million dollar business. And I'm seeing this theme over and over again where, I mean, people have um, 24 hours in the day and they have 26 hours booked. I mean, they're just 
so overly busy, so overly scheduled. They keep adding more and more to their plate. They keep adding more and more new and different dimensions to their business. And and it kind of goes back to where I started the conversation with saying about how I see these people. You know, everybody wants to add the latest, greatest tool and technology and resource. But all they need to do is just put a simple metric system in place for, you know, the amount of, of conversation and, and sales and marketing activity that they're going to do consistently um, and, and be persistent and follow up and follow through. And, and they could save themselves 15 to 20 hours a week that they're spending trying to get around doing the basic fundamentals that are what are going to really get them from where they are to where they want to be. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that is so true. And going back to what I said, now we know about your soapbox, and my soapbox is that we see people trying, spending so much energy on why well, got to have my systems one thousand percent fully implemented yeah. and ready to go. I have to have the ultra premier version. Meanwhile, where's your customer? I yeah. When somebody comes to me and says, you know, Adam, I have a really great membership program. You know what the first question I ask is? I'm not. I don't ask. Well. What software do you use? Do you use Wishlist Member? Do you use Kajabi? I don't ask them, well, how do you bill your customers? What's your pay scale? Uh, what do they find when they log in? Do you have coaching calls? I don't ask any of that. My first question is, how many members do you have? Right. right. If they haven't launched it yet, that's fine. Then you haven't launched it yet. But if you're telling me it's a great program and you don't have people in the program, how do we know it's great? Because you never really know it's great until you go out there and you ask somebody to give you money for it. That's where you find out how great it really is. Yes, yes. And I, I think the one thing that I want to encourage people the, the most on this call, and I, I've already brought up the theme multiple times of making the phone calls and actually being in the driver's seat of the sales and marketing in your business, but, you know, it, Stop trying to perfect things in a vacuum and do things in a in a pilot demo phase. You know, that's why strategy is never enough to boost your bottom line. Because you can't you can't strategize your way to higher profits. It's great to right. have a plan. It's great to map out where you want to go and what you want to do. But where you start is never going to be where you end up and how you think it's going to go is going to evolve and change so much along the way that if you don't just get out there and do it, you're wasting weeks and months and for some people, unfortunately, even years um, making almost nothing in their business because they're busy planning and they're busy strategizing versus getting out there and actually just doing the business. Right. Uh, I would like, if you'd be willing, to brag about yourself a little bit because you recently put this in action. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my coach, because obviously I, I believe in investing, you know, in, in my business and, um, you know, want to work with people that have, you know, been there and, and done what I've done. And, you know, so I, I was challenged with working with my new coach, hey, get out there, start a new program, we're going to test this market, um, get out there, let's do it. And, you know, I would say in a matter of a few weeks, you know, designed a new program, launched a new program, signed up a bunch of people for the new program, and uh, we're off to the races. And, you know, that, that's that's how it goes, you know. And from there, um, I'm, I'm, you know, almost halfway through the program already. It, it's been a great success, a lot of fun. And, and now we're getting ready for round two. So, I mean, that's 
that's the thing that's so beautiful about being an entrepreneur that no one's measuring you against anyone but yourself and no one knows that you forgot to say two words here or you forgot you know you <laughs> you didn't have this you know silly little detail worked out before you got it i mean we can all build the plane while it's in the air and that's the greatest thing about being an entrepreneur and i feel like you know so many people miss out on that by being scared to make a mistake when it's really in making those mistakes that it's one step backwards to take a huge leap forward. Right. So you just launched a coaching program of your own. Before you showed this to a customer and asked them to give you money, uh, was your membership site set up? No. Was your mm -hmm. webpage promoting it set up? No. So you yeah. mean to tell me that you launched a coaching program and got people to give you money. You didn't have a web page. You didn't have a, a membership site set up, and they still paid you? They still paid me. A good Amazing. a good solid group of those entrepreneurs raised their hand and they said, yes, I want to make more money in the next 30 days. And um and and I'm showing them how to do that. And, you know, I think that um the, the thing that, you know, entrepreneurs forget is that they started their business to have freedom and fulfillment and make money. And most of them just create, you know, another job for themselves that there's no fun in because they're so worried about things being perfect that they don't get to experience the joy and, and the fun that comes with the fact that we can launch a new program within two weeks. I mean, I, I sent out an email to a test group before I even started promoting that new program. Of, I sent it out to just a test group of 30 people, and I said, let me just see, you know, what, what these 30 people think. I sent it out. Within five minutes, got my first response, my first registration. I said, hmm, all right, let's do it. And, you know, put together a bunch of emails, blasted it out to the group, and, and we were off to the races. That's impressive, and that's something that I think everybody listening to the Business Creators Radio Show needs to hear. I've been saying the faster, better way to get in front of your audience and grow your business, to get your customers to pay for your $10,000 website dream is to first get the customers. Absolutely. We, we have, and we, we have, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, we have a, another client here who is branching into a new business. And last year, he hosted a live event around this new line of business, which is somewhat similar to his previous line of business, but it goes after a much different market, and it takes his same body of material and puts it in a different frame. Now, many folks in the situation will say, okay, we've got to get the copywriters, we've got to get the website, we've got to get this going. So what he did is, being a copywriter himself, uh, he put up his sales page, he connected to a shopping cart, he created a registration mechanism, he put it out there, he sold it out, and then he sold the videos from the events and doubled the revenue of the same exercise. And then and only then did he build a website for the new business because he wanted his customers to pay for it. He didn't see any reason why he should pay for it until he felt that it was a viable model that was worth working with. I love it. And and that's the thing, and I think that we forget the freedom and the leverage that we all have to make these decisions, but it's about getting into massive action. It's about being willing to, and I say this to my clients all the time, you have to want the end result. You have to want the goal. You have to want the growth, the dollars, whatever it is to you. You have to want that more than you want to shield and protect 
your ego or, you know, whatever it is that's, that's scaring you or holding you back or allowing you to continue to avoid that thing that you know is truly what it's going to take and what's necessary to get to that next level. And, and until you get clear on the fact that you want that end result more than you want to stay in that box, then you're just going to stay where you are. Right. This is something I think we should explore further because I know a lot of people experience this, and they may have heard the phrase analysis paralysis, first of all, because it rhymes, second of all, because every other coach says it as if they're the ones that invented it. But it's very true. We find ourselves in this analysis paralysis where we then divert ourselves from taking action, and those diversions frequently take the path of, well, I better check and see what CRM I need to have in place. I better have five people go over my website before I even show this to a customer. And before I do launch this program, uh, I don't want to see how it's going to go. I want to mm -hmm. do extensive market research and, and study 12 different models first. Why do you think that people stop themselves from taking action and allow the analysis paralysis and all the, and, and all the studying and all the research and everything to become a substitute for moving forward? Well, you know, I talk about this a lot in my coaching programs and I help people work through this. I mean, there's there's so many reasons and it's different for every person. I mean, for some people it truly is self-sabotage. For other people it, it's truly a strategy thing where they're not clear. You know, people get caught up in a tactical to-do list that starts running and gets added to 5 and 10 and 15 and 20 items a day. And then what happens is they're so busy that they only mark off the things that can quickly and easily be done. So they have this very long tactical to-do list of, of just things that need to be, you know, gotten complete in some way, shape, or form, but they're not the important things because the important things typically take time. They take thought. You know, they take concentration. They might take a little bit of getting uncomfortable. And, you know, a lot of people struggle to to discipline themselves enough to say, yes, I have this list of 50 tactical to-dos, but how many of those tactical to-dos are going to put money in my pocket? And, you know, I always say to people, you know, it's about working closest to the dollar. If you're in a small business, you know, you have to make decisions on a daily basis about what is the right thing for the business, not only for, you know, the short-term trajectory, but also keeping it on its path and moving forward, you know, towards the long term. So, you know, it, it's different probably for, you know, each person listening, but I think there's some common themes, whether it's, you know, that you're just um, diluting your focus and just trying to do way too much, which I see all the time. And if you went through a lot of the things that you're doing, most of them probably don't produce any income for your business, so get rid of them. Um, right. Maybe it's that you're charging too little so that you're serving way too many clients and you're not able to actually handle the workload. I mean, it's it's different for everybody, no. but I think, Adam, going back to your question, if you can even stimulate that thought for the people listening today and they can just sit there with a notepad and say, what is it for me? Why am I getting stuck in the analysis paralysis? And, and what's one thing that I can commit to today so that when I wake up tomorrow, I can get into action on the things that matter versus just doing more, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again but expecting a different result? Right, right. I am so sorry. I 
cannot get over the fact that you launched and sold out a 30-day coaching program without a membership site or even without a web page up to promote it, at least when you first started the promotion. Um, I've got to ask you this question. When people gave you the money for it and they found out after they gave you the money that there was no membership site and there was no huge back end to it, did any of those people ask you for refunds? No, absolutely not. And what's so interesting huh. is I actually have some some coaches and consultants that um, signed up for the program that are part of my community that said, I'm actually going to model, I'm going to use this as a model, I'm going to create something like this for my list. I, I need to do something like this. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. People don't care. They want to know, can you help them get to the bottom line? Can you deliver for them? Can you give them the end result that they want? They don't really care about all the details of all the things that we think we need to have to be on par with everybody else. It's not about that. It's can you deliver? Can you deliver the result? Can you make a difference for someone today? And you need to ask yourself, am I spending time playing on my computer when I could be serving, making a difference, and making money? Right, right. Uh, there's somebody that you and I both know very well. I think you already know who I'm referring to just with that statement. And Way back in the day, he was implementing uh, some videos on his web page, and the idea was it was supposed to be this animation of himself jumping around a sales letter. And because of what all of our web developer listeners will recognize as being issues concerning browser compatibility, and most browsers, when he landed in one of the spots, he'd land right where he was supposed to. But in this one particular browser, I won't mention Internet Explorer by name, he was, he was one <laughs> millimeter off. And this thing needed to be launched. It needed to move forward. And I got really exasperated with it. And I said, I wrote to him, I said, look, uh, why don't you tell me exactly how many of your prospects are saying that they refuse to invest in this unless you land exactly on the button. And if you have an issue with that, take it up with Bill Gates. And, mm -hmm. oh, he was mad. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, and you know him to be one of the most even-keeled people out there, but this one actually had him red in the face. Uh, and yep. he tells this story, too, whenever he introduces me when I speak at his events. And then he says, you know, and I was really pissed at him that day, but partially because I thought he was insolent and rude and also because I knew he was right. Mm hmm Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and when he stopped caring if he was a millimeter away from the button, his business, I, I don't think quintupled is a big enough number for it. I mean, it went from being just another entrepreneurial venture to something that is now that now goes on tour every year. I mean, that's how big it is and serves customers in nine different countries. Yeah, I mean, that that's incredible. And, and I'll share a quick story of of mine around something like that as well that, that you know, is kind of uh, surprising and, and funny that maybe some people can relate to also. You know, back when I was starting my business a couple of years ago, you know, one of the first things that I did was um, start my, my Facebook page for my business. Now, of course, same right. story. I didn't, have the, I didn't have a branded banner. I didn't have any content. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I knew 
knew I needed to get out there and I needed to start connecting with people. And I remember the day that I, you know, I pressed the the button to go live on it, and you know, of course, you have you have no fans, you have no nothing, you have no, you know nothing going on. I have a picture of a palm tree in the background. I didn't even have any branding, and I was just like, screw it, I'm doing this. And don't you know, Facebook has turned out to be you know the best source of new business for me. I have a constant flow of clients coming from it. And if I hadn't just taken that step and said, screw it, I'm doing this, even though I, I I wasn't set up, I didn't have all the I's dotted, I didn't have all the T's crossed, I mean, that that's how I got off the ground, and it still to this day is my number one source of traffic and clients. So, you know, you just have to be willing to say, you know what, let's do this. And that's why having people in your business, like the relationship that you just described, where you pointed that out and you said, listen, the clients don't care. No one's going to notice but you. You need to surround yourself with people, not that just kind of go along to get along, but people that can help you raise your game, take your business to the next level, and point out when you're missing out on opportunities and income, you know, because of stuff that's just in your head that really isn't going to make a difference one way or the other. Right. So if a small business owner, and we have a lot of small business owners listening today, wanted to do this, wanted to increase their profit in the next 30 days, uh, maybe some of this is going to be a repetition of what we just said, but maybe there's something new. What tips or recommendations would you give them? Well, the first thing that I would point out is that, you know, most small business owners, when they come to me, the the thing that they're immediately looking for is more clients, more clients and more leads. Right. Those are the two things that they that they ask for right away. And I always ask them to take a step back and, and realize that first and foremost, the fastest, easiest, least expensive sale that you can make right now today is to your active customers. So go right. back and offer something to your current customers right now today that you know that they want to need. And if you don't know something that they want or need, ask them. Um, if you have any kind of relationship with them whatsoever, you should be able to have that dialogue and then turn around and make an offer on the spot. So I would say you always work from a point of strength and you work from the inside out. So you start with those active customers, then you go out to your inactive customers, then you go to your warm leads that have contacted you for information or you know had some type of you know initial connection in the last 90 days and then work your way out from there. But people have it backwards. They always want new and more. Um, and, and new and more is good, but you always want to first work from that point of strength and make sure that you're building your market share and your wallet share with, you know, the customers that you have now um, before looking outside of that. So that's one tip I would give that, you know, a lot of people overlook that's a very fast, easy way to increase your income in the next 30 days. Right. I think that's great. You know what I'm reminded of something that uh, – that James Melanchak says all the time when he talks about uh, increasing your revenues and how you get your revenues and where you need to put your priorities. is and, and I see it every time I go to his events or every time I hear him in an interview or something like that, he'll say something along the lines of, and you know I get paid for all these speaking engagements and I, I take the check to the bank, and the people at the bank never say, wait a minute, Mr. Melanchak, did you get a standing ovation at that speech? Or uh, mm -hmm. did they did they demand an encore? Did they uh, stand or did they sit when they greeted you? They don't ask questions like that. They ask if the check is good. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. That's right, it. right. So, 
Yeah, so let's shift this a little bit because I think we've given our listeners a pretty good foundation in understanding that, yes, it is possible to have a membership program without a membership site. It's possible to make money without having the website ready. So what are some quick tips? Because we're, we're talking about speed here. We're talking about uh, what use James Melichak again when he calls the fastest path to the cash. So mm-hmm. what are some of these quick tips to get more clients pulling out their credit cards and saying yes? Okay, great. So a couple things here. So number one, you know, we, we talked about the, the actives and the inactives already. The second thing is is you have to realize that if you want to compress the amount of time that it takes to close a client, you do more touches in a more frequent manner. So let's say that, uh, you know, in, in any given month that typically your prospects hear from you once or twice. If you ramp right. up right. the amount of different times and ways that they hear from you in in that space, you're going to shorten the sales cycle. So you can strategically bring someone through. We know on average it takes between 9 to 12, and, and that number is growing by the month, obviously, touches to yeah. close a new pr- prospective client. So you can do the math and you can say, if if a client's only hearing from me once a month, which unfortunately for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, it's once a month maybe if I get to it. Um, you know, if a prospect's only hearing from you once a month, you're looking at a full year of that person being in your community um, before they're even in that position to have a true sales conversation or closing conversation where they've already pretty much made the decision that they're going to choose you but want to kind of dot the I's and cross the T's. Whereas if you put a really aggressive marketing plan in place, you can condense those touches into, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, and that obviously is going to have an immediate impact on your results. The other thing is, is I would say, you know, differentiate yourself. Do something different. Whether it's when you talk to a prospect over the phone, you immediately send out a handwritten note, or you create more variety in the way that you're touching your perspective list or the type of media that you're using. If they're used to hearing from you in, in one format, um, make sure that they're hearing from you in another. Um, the other thing is surround them. So be where they are, you know, connect with them on LinkedIn, connect with them on Facebook, be with them on Twitter, make sure they're hearing from you in your email community, Um, offer resources on your website to pull them back again and again. You know, build all of these components into your strategy so that you are constantly in the forefront of their mind because a very large part of buying decisions comes down to timing. And if you are not top of mind when the timing is right for them, too bad. Sorry, Charlie. It's whoever has done the work and stayed in front of them and and happens to be top of mind to them in that moment when they're ready to buy because you don't determine that they do. Isn't that funny how that works, too? And this is what I tell people very frequently. Uh, They worry about follow-up sequences, and they worry about their marketing message, and, oh, I have to come up with all this new stuff. How can I say the same thing over and over again? Well, you can say the same thing a 100 times, and it might be that 100th time that the person was receptive to the message. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And and I'll tell you, I've, I've definitely seen that 
time and a time and time again in my business. You know, people that I know have been following me for years that have seen and heard the same message, but it, it's about when the time is right for them. And and so you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that's just a huge part of the process. The other thing is, is people have a 10-second attention span. They don't read 99% of the stuff that you put in front of them because, once again, it's about timing. When something peaks right. their interest or when they're in the mood or they happen to have a lax schedule that day, that's when they read it. So if you send out 15 emails as a part of a campaign, they may read one or two. And the second one that they read, that might be the one that they click and, and decide, you know, to, to buy with. So, you know, people always ask me, I mean, probably the most frequent question I get from my clients over and over and over again, it makes me crazy, is how can I how can I be contacting my clients and my prospects every week? They're going to get so sick of me. They're going to stop working with me. They're going to stop buying from me. They're going to unsubscribe from my list. And I said, that's the whole reason that they will buy from you. But the thing is, is if right. someone unsubscribes because they don't want to get an email from you, they're not the right person to be in your community. If they don't understand the value of sales and marketing and, and that that's the heartbeat of any sustainable, viable business that's going to last over time, they don't belong in your community. But the other thing is, this is where people really, really miss, you know, the the boat on on building that relationship where people will want to hear from you and are willing to receive, um, you know, content and emails from you every week is add value, plain and simple. I mean, just put something in front of people that will make a difference for them. I mean, right. if you're building a targeted list and you're building a targeted community, you know what their needs are. You know the challenges and problems that they face every day. Put something in front of them every single week that you know can add value for them based on your experiences of working through that same thing or overcoming that same challenge or how you have achieved the, the level of success that they're trying to, and they're going to be excited to hear from you. And, I mean, of course, Adam, you, you obviously are a master at this, so you don't you don't need to hear this from me, but maybe some of the people listening will get something from it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they've heard this from you so many times, but maybe hearing it from a different voice will, will ring true for them today. And that's another thing, that's another thing too, and you – really just struck something with me when you said hearing from another voice. Another reason that people sometimes, in my experience, may be hesitant to put their message out there because they don't understand. Well, they say, well, this is basically what everybody else is saying. There's really nothing new or nothing unique here. Well, the thing is, the fact is there's really nothing new under the sun. It's all been invented. There's what hasn't there. been invented is how you, is how you state it or how – your relationship with that prospect, that viewer, that reader, that social media fan will influence how they receive that message. They may hear it because you said it. Ten other people said it, but they just weren't ready to hear from them. I mean, I, I'm sure you have seen this in your own family and among your friends where it seems like, uh, and you've probably been on the receiving end of this once or twice, where you've tried to tell somebody something a hundred times and you never got through to them, and then somebody else tells them once, and they say, boy, I'm glad they told me. Nobody ever told me that before. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I think I've been on both sides of that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have, but it's absolutely true. And the other thing that I tell people, too, because sometimes they're really afraid to put themselves out there in a big way because they because what they do is competing with you know other big names and because they think that maybe their message is similar or some of the concepts you know are being covered by people that um, have been in business longer or have a bigger name or whatever the case. But, you know, what's so important to understand is that at the end of the day, people choose to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And I know that's one of the oldest, right. simplest, most basic things <laughs> that, that we all know. But but people don't apply it. Entrepreneurs and business owners don't apply it, and that's why I bring it up. They don't – your prospects don't care that there is a bigger company that does what you do. They don't care that there's another celebrity or personality that is sharing the same message that you are. At the end of the day, they're going to do business with the company and the person that resonates with them. So just by you being you, people are going to self-select in or out of working with you just by the nature of you being who you are. You don't have to try to be like or not like the others that are doing what you're doing, be who you are, and the people that want to work with someone that has that energy, that background, that style, that persona, they're going to pick you. And and so that's why it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. You don't need to con- you know compare yourself in a positive or negative light um, to the people on the left side or the right side of you. It, it's just about being the best that you can possibly be and continuing to grow and, and evolve and to focus on over-delivering in any way possible. Right, right. The advice I give all the time, and this is pertinent to our web designer listeners, they sometimes get referrals. Uh, They'll form relationships with people who run coaching and mastermind programs, the idea that they'll get the referrals uh, from that coaching and mastermind program, and it frequently works that way. The problem is that these referred clients will say things like, well, you know, my coach does it this way, and really all I need you to do is copy their site and put my name on it, you know, basically Mm. what it comes down to. And when that designer knows that there's a better way or has their own brilliance to inject into it based on their own experience, and they try and help that person, they say, well, no, 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 no. My coach told me to do it this way. They said I could just copy theirs and make mine just like theirs. And since they have a bigger business than you and they're a coach and a mastermind leader and you're just a web designer, I would think they would know more. And the advice I give to those web designers is to say, well, your coach or mastermind leader probably has their own web designer, so since all you need is a copy, why don't you find out who they're working with, and then since they have the templates anyway, they can do this for you. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. cuts a lot of that nonsense short. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but you know, and I would urge people not to not to try to be too too alike to to anyone, even that you know that they are trying to model after, because I think you lose some of the people you would have been attracting by by kind of um, you know n- not not making a spotlight on what is different about you or who you really are in an effort to try and just be exactly what someone else is doing. And what I see with with clients a lot, too, is, you know, for entrepreneurs in small business levels, you know, owners that are at a level one, I, I see a lot of very high-level 
trainers and coaches and, you know, business leaders teaching very advanced strategies to people that are very early in in their business building efforts. And what happens is those are the people that caught get caught up in spending, you know, a year, two years. I mean, I've I've coached these people. They come to me. They've been in programs for two years and they have no clients to speak of, no income to speak of. And they literally spent two years implementing strategies that yes, they work for a business with a client base of five, six thousand people. But no, they don't work for someone that hasn't done the ground level fundamentals of going out and meeting people and, you know, being a part of the community and making sales calls and doing marketing and doing list building and doing the basics that those people did for 10 to 15 years to get to that place. So I think it's also very important to know, you know, what stage your business is in and, and, you know, selecting appropriate strategies that are aligned with where you are and what the right next step for your business is not necessarily jumping from where you are now to the end goal of where you want to be without doing the things in the middle because you'll find you have all of these systems and strategies in place but no way to execute them effectively to actually make income. Yeah, and I, I and I think this holds some people back too, not only the people who provide the services and provide the coaching but also those who receive it and they – feel like they get stuck in relationships and things aren't moving forward or they're not going forward anymore and they're quick to blame the other person there this or something along those lines and i ask them to reframe that ever so slightly and say is it possible that this particular relationship has run its course and you've mm-hmm. come together as far as you were destined to mhm that's and that's because a great they're, 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 yes. they're, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a, I mean, you can work with somebody for a year, and then that's just as far as that particular relationship is going to go. That doesn't mean that you keep beating a dead horse. You can just end it and move on. That does, also doesn't mean that they may advance and catch up with you or vice versa at some point. You may work together again. I've had that happen before. When I was very basic in business, I had some clients who needed something at a very basic level, and then they – grew faster than me, so they didn't need me anymore, which is perfectly fine. But then I grew, got ahead of them, and they needed me to move them forward to the next level. It's kind of funny. I've had this one client in particular that I've been thinking of, and he and I have been off and on for five years, and that's what just keeps happening. We keep leapfrogging past each other. Yeah, no, and and that's that's great, and and it's it's just knowing you know knowing what you really need at the moment, and and I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is is taking absolute accountability for where you are and where you're not, and realizing that right. no no outside person outside of your business is going to get you from where you are to where you want to be. They can point you in the right direction. They can give you the support. They can get things off your plate so that you can focus on, on you know, your genius work and, and what it is that you do and you do best. But at the end of the day, the, the people that are going to go further and do more and achieve that high level of success are going to be the ones that absolutely, upside down, inside out, own it. Wherever you are, own it. Wherever you're not, own it. And if you do that, you're going to be so much easier and faster to, to you know, pick up and, and go to the next level. But I agree with you, Adam. You know, it, it, you constantly kind of have to assess the relationships that you have and say, you know, is it that this partnership is no longer, you know, moving us to the next level and that, you know, we, we need to go our separate ways, but that doesn't mean that it, it won't come back full circle again. 
Right, right. Here's another thing, and uh, thank you, Kelly, for putting me on another soapbox. I really appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love your soapboxes, Adam. <laughs> here's, 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 here's another thing. Uh, people sometimes look at my offerings, and they say, well, doesn't it seem like sometimes you're catering to some very basic people? Well, those people don't have any money. And my answer is always the same thing. A lot of people starting businesses. A lot of people who got their website built somewhere are now asking, now what? Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. in that category, and somebody's got to serve them, right? And just because they may not be speaking in front of arenas or having truly appeared on Fox News business or something like that does not mean they don't have money. does not mean that they're not the kind of client that's going to grow and you get to be along for that very exciting ride. Well, and I'll even take it a step further, Adam, because what I find with my clients is that, you know, everyone wants to do the advanced level thing. But sometimes it's not the advanced level thing that they need. So whereas, you know, obviously you have a lot of capabilities that you can offer clients at at any level in business, and there's a lot of things that you can do for them. They may come to you thinking that they're ready for, you know, X, Y, and Z, and you need to pull them back and say, yes, absolutely, I can help you with X, Y, and Z, but first, don't you think we should work on A, B, and C? And and I find myself doing that with my clients a lot where they, they want to start with X, Y, and Z, but I need to pull them back and say, yes, we will do that. We will get you there. But in order to get there in a legitimate way that you're going to be able to sustain and, and continue to build and, and really do the right way where you're actually making money and, and netting and, and not just building revenue, we need to start with, you know, A, B, and C. Right. That That's, that's very smart and that's, very, very true. So what I need to ask now um, uh, is, see, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with creating reliable income in their business that supports their family's need and ease, and you just, or, need, or rather needs with ease. And you just alluded to that with the idea of building, re- you know, building revenue without building the profitability or without building the accumulation of wealth. So why do entrepreneurs struggle so much with the peaks and valleys in their income, where they're struggling to create that reliable income, and how can they overcome this? Okay, well, this is a, um, an answer that will take too long to, to really go through all the details of in the time that we have together, but I'll go over just a couple quick things. The first thing is, is and, and I always tell people this, success is scientific. So growing Great. your business comes down to basic math. What you put into it is what you get out of it. And the biggest reason that I see entrepreneurs and business owners having these swings of of peaks and valleys in their income is that they constantly shift back and forth between selling and servicing, meaning that they kill themselves to sell for a little while because they don't have any clients. They need some income coming in. They sell, 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 do some marketing, spend money on advertising, yada, yada, do the whole thing. They finally get a handful of new clients, and then and then they slow roll it, and they shift into servicing these clients. Well, guess what happens? They get these contracts, they service these clients, and they pick their head back up a month later and say, I'm right back to exactly where I started. And and people will go through this cycle for years and years, and some some people go out of business because of this cycle because they literally can't make the payroll at the end of the month. So the bottom line is knowing that success is scientific and it comes down to basic math. You can literally design a metric system in your business 
where you can consistently create predictable and reliable streams of income and new client growth week in, week out, week in, week out by designing a metric system that you follow. And and all it comes down to is knowing your ratios, you know, knowing what you know how many how many conversations it takes to get a you know a, a, a client and yada yada. And there's you know a lot more to that obviously than we can go through today. But you know, knowing your ratios and then being consistent in, in your execution and and you know not letting anything in the business that could be a reason for being too busy to do the thing that's going to determine the consistency in your income. And and when you stick to that and you're persistent and consistent in executing a model, uh, you're never going to have peaks and valleys in your income. You'll have good months and better months, but you won't have right. bad months because you're you're feeding the engine on the front end, which means there's always going to be something coming out the other side. Right. And I think that's very important for people to consider because and and I and I see this and I've been in this situation myself where it seems like you know we're just trying to hit a, a revenue number so we can pay the bills and in the long run that never really works because to me you end up making a lot of short sighted decisions. Yes, yes, and I I mean I and you know of the clients that I work with I would say nine out of ten of them are severely severely undercharging for their products and services and and it, right. a lot of it comes down to a lack of confidence or lack of belief in kind of their business's worthiness or their uh, level of sophistication or experience in what they're doing and you know it's it's so important if you're going to be in business and you don't just want to have a job where you work for yourself you know pricing is one of the most important things that that you do need to be strategic about and that you do need to be focused on constantly and pushing the envelope with. And, you know, if you're not getting any price resistance, then that means you're just working with anybody and everybody and and where's that going? You know, it's 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 what you said, Adam, it's it's short-term decisions that, you know, aren't going to get you to where you want to be and and ultimately can really put you in a bind because it's it's kind of what I mentioned earlier. I see a lot of entrepreneurs that are burning themselves into the ground working, you know, such long days because in order to hit their income goals, they have to service so many clients because they're severely under undercharging. And if they just priced in alignment with the value that they delivered, even if half their clients walked, they would make the same amount of income working half the hours. And and that's the sad truth about a lot of small businesses today is is that that's the exact situation that they're in. Right. And and I know that hits home for a lot of our listeners, and I've seen this happen where people do take on projects, but they underbid it, so now they have to take on other stuff to pay the bills, yeah. and then things end up running behind because there's only so much of them to go around. There's only yeah. so much of their team to go around. There's only so much financial leverage to build a team, which, you know, all these things together converge to create problems. Yes. And, and one and of then, the things that they I... can't go to the bottom. Yes. No, I mean, and and that's what you just described. It, it almost like raised my, I think it raised my heart rate a little bit just hearing you say it because it, it is a snowball that builds like that. It, and it builds very, very quickly, and then it gets out of control. And then it's like you're stuck servicing this business, you're not making any money on then you have to take on other business. Um, and, and one of the, the principles that I, I tell people or the tips that I can give around this is using um, the, the 
I call opportunity cost as your decision-making tool. So everything that we do in our businesses, everything that we say yes to in our businesses has an opportunity cost, which means if I say yes to this, I am saying no to that. And when you start asking yourself with every decision, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? And measuring things in in terms of that opportunity cost, I mean, every every business, you know, every book that you'll read out there about business growth strategy will tell you it's all about what you say no to. It's all about what you say no to. So if people can be a little more empowered in saying no and being patient and trusting themselves that, you know, it's okay to turn down that client. It's okay to say no. It's okay to set those boundaries and reserve yourself for those higher dollar things. And once you put that that consistent sales and marketing plan in place, you'll have the belief and the confidence and trust in yourself that, you know, just because it's not instant gratification, it's not all right there, you know, in front of you today doesn't mean that if you don't continue, you know, over the coming days that it will happen. Right, right. I've been saying for years, say no to success. Mm-hmm. Because in order to be successful at what you're best at, you have to say no to a lot of things. I also, and this is something that I try and live by myself, I usually make it, but sometimes I fall short because everybody does, and sometimes you don't know what you're getting into. Uh, if it's not hell yes, it's hell no. That's a great. I love that. And that I is didn't that, say yes. that originally, and I would love to credit whoever said that originally, but I can't figure it out. No, I mean, that's it. That's it. And and I've kind of come at it from a different approach, but I like yours much, much better, Adam. <laughs> There's so much more well, spunk and energy in that. But, I mean, the well, way I come at it is a lot of times I just say, you know, if there isn't a clear and absolute, you know, decision to be made or, or the right answer is not um, in front of you, you know, don't make that decision in that moment because it, it's clearly the, the right one isn't there, you know. So, right. no, but I, I like yours much better. <laughs> Right, right. I, I mean, even if something looks perfect on paper, if you don't have that hell yes feeling about it, then yeah. that's going to continue. And I've never really seen it get better. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So, Kelly, true. we have just a couple minutes left here. And first of all, I want to thank you so much for your torrent of wisdom and saying things that really needed to be said tonight, I think, was really critical. And our listeners, I think, are going to get a lot out of to some of the thoughts and some of the mindsets you've created for us. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. It was a great conversation. I appreciate you having me on the show tonight, Adam. Right. But before I let you go here, I want to turn over the floor to you for just one minute and tell our listeners who are on the edge of their seats wanting to know more about this or how they can go further, uh, how you serve business creators and how they can engage with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what you probably could guess from our conversation tonight is, you know, I help people grow their business and and increase their income without compromising the quality of life. So it's all about kind of bringing those two components together, and I do that in in a variety of capacities, and I'd love to have a a one-on-one conversation with anyone that's interested to talk a little bit more about that and and share some things. Um, You can find my website at kellyroachcoaching.com, and, um, of course, you can uh, apply for a free strategy session. I'd love to spend 30 minutes talking to you about your business and how you can increase your income, and you can apply for that at kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash start. 
Very good, very good. Well, Kelly Roach, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an experience, an adventure, and an education on why strategy is never enough to boost your bottom line. Thanks so much, Adam. You've been. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.